part two on this episode on the movie, The Essential Church, that's been out for a few weeks, let's continue our revisiting it and ask the question, is the church essential on this slice of fresh bread? Welcome to Fresh Bread, podcast ministry of Grace Bible Church Gainesville with Pastor Brandon and Pastor Keith. Well, hi, everybody. He's Pastor Brandon. I'm Pastor Keith. Welcome to Fresh Bread Podcast 29. Fresh Bread, where we're taking the truth in God's Word and serving it to a starving world. As we continue our discussion on The Essential Church, the full-length documentary, and the film's about when governments use, use the COVID edicts to restrict the gathering and worship of the church, and it mainly focuses on three pastors that were facing the risk of imprisonment when they reopen their churches to start worshiping again. What the documentary does is it explores the struggles between church and state government throughout history. It's when the government oversteps, or as Pastor Brandon, you've said, when they come out of their lanes. And in the last podcast, we ended talking about government. Is government neutral? And we decided it is not neutral. They have an agenda. And so, to obey that government, it can be tricky. So, we begin this podcast, the second part on the essential church. As for the church, obeying government, is there a place where we do comply? What say you? I would argue that we need to obey the government where they line up with God's holy law. You know, the government has a role to play, and I don't think that we as Christians should all of a sudden just go out of you know, out of line and say, well, you know, we don't have to obey in anything. I mean, as an example, when when they don't line up with God's holy law, we need to speak out. Abortion is a great example of this. You know, I need to speak out about what's right and what's wrong, and I need to be able to say, I need to be able to spe- speak for what is right. I need to be able to speak against what is wrong. I should be informed. I should be aware. I need to be involved in that political process and make my voice known, and I need to vote, you know, when when I have the opportunity. I need to vote for people who would agree with biblical principles. I need to vote people out that don't. I need to be completely involved in that process. And ultimately, ultimately, it comes down to I need to resist when necessary. Now, here's what's interesting. We have to be precise in our understanding. Let me give you an example. But let's just say that, I, that I'm protesting abortion, and I break the law in terms of they tell me I can't stand outside an abortion clinic, and I can't preach the gospel in that context. Let's just say, you know, on, in, a public, in a public place. I'm, I am breaking the law. I think it's godly in that situation to break the law because I'm speaking against something that ought not be happened. Let's just say I write an article and put it on the internet and and they say, well, you got, you know, they try to prosecute me for that. They say, you can't do that. I should still do that because that's, that's exactly what, you know, what God would have me do. But let's just say that I get arrested for that. I don't think I should resist that arrest, right? I don't think it gives me the right when the, when the officers come in, I don't think that gives me a, a right to pull a gun on them. I don't think it gives me a right to take a baseball bat and try to and try to threaten them. That would be breaking the law, right? I, and that would be wrong. That would be that would be doing that would be usurping authority that I don't have. So yes, and, and that's when I when I say we need to be precise. What I mean is is that I need to be clear as to what I'm resisting. If I if I get to the point where I'm resisting, as an example, if I'm 
resisting them in an evil that they're doing. Like if I'm like if I'm saying if I'm speaking out against you know abortion, if I'm speaking out against homosexual marriage, if I'm if I'm speaking out against those things and I'm saying that they are wrong, I have every I should do that. God calls me to do that because I'm because I'm a Christian and I need to stand for what God's law is. But at the same time, if I get arrested for that, I, d- I need to I need to be willing to take the punishment because they have every right to punish me. Now, are they right in terms of punishing me for speaking out against abortion? Well, no, but at the same time, I that doesn't make me right to resist that. So you're saying that the, 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 the God-given authority, there is a line that they cannot yes, cross. Yes, that's right. And I think we need to be precise in that line. I mean, that's that's my whole point. I think we need to be precise in understanding what that line is in terms of our thinking. We can't have sloppy thinking in this. Just as an example, if the government's over here doing something wrong, I mean, so they're doing this thing that's evil and wrong, it doesn't mean that I can now disobey in another area because they're evil and wrong. I have to be I have to obey in those areas that God has said, you know, that they have authority in. Even even if overall I would see the government as being the evil government, I need to resist in those places that God would say is is important or critical. We have to be precise in understanding why we are resisting and it can't be this all of a sudden we're standing against the government. I mean, it's funny. I was thinking this morning as I was getting prepared for this, if they were to call me and say, you know, you're preaching last Sunday, you preached this sermon and you said something in it that was wrong and we're going to arrest you for that. And so we want you to come submit yourself to the to the authorities, you know, at the police station. I wouldn't be right to say, well, I'm going to speed to the police station. I need to obey the speed laws. I need to obey traffic <laughs> laws, right? I mean, you know, that has nothing, one has nothing to do with the other. I have to understand precisely why I'm resisting, and I have to make sure that that before God is the right reason to resist. So does the federal authority have a right to tell a church what they can and cannot do? Well, I think that's, again, we have to be precise in what we, in how we handle that. I mean, I I don't they think, cannot sing. You cannot do communion. They can't. They they don't. Again, being you know having precision, they do not have the right to tell us how to worship. I mean, they should. They they can't rightly tell us that we can't sing. They can't rightly tell us that we have to. You know, we can't hug and that sort of thing as a as a church. I mean, that that they can't rightly tell us. We may listen to them. We may listen to their you know, what they say we should should or shouldn't do, and we may we may agree with that. You know, as, as elders of a church, we may say, yeah, they're right, and, you know, for a season we're going to stop doing this, but they they don't have the right to demand that we do it. I mean, they kind of did say that during COVID. They said, look, you can't do any baptisms, you can't have communion, and that's like taking away some of the essential parts. Of- and that's, and that's they, they're out of their lane with yeah. that. But let me just say this. If they say we need to pay taxes, then we need to pay taxes. If the same government said... Fine, we're gonna. But you need to start paying, you know, taxes on your property. If that's the law that's passed, I think that that's what we have to do because I think they have every right to tax us to to maintain government. Now you could get into what the taxes are used for and all that, but but the point is, is that Christ set that principle, you know, with us that we should pay render to Caesar what is Caesar's. The the fact that we have, you know, that we have a tax exempt status that that's not promised. That's not guaranteed. I'm thankful that we do. But at the same time, if, if that goes away, we need to obey the government. I mean, that's, that's because they have that right.
the documentary does go into, and you mentioned it just a while ago, that the church has always been in conflict with authority. God's people have always had conflicts with the governing authorities in, in some way. We see that we see that all the way back into Exodus. And that's what the documentary did as as well. They they only not only talked about Grace's struggle during COVID, but they went back in in church history. Actually what they did, they burned people at the stake. They tied people to a post in the in the ocean as the tide came up and they all drowned. The church has been struggling with this for a long time and I think like we've talked about it's going to continue in the future and I think this was our wake up call. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's again we you know again when this happened we this changed the paradigm, right? For us, I mean in terms of what we've seen in our generation, you know, even going back to, you know, two, three, four generations, we had not had this the type of conflict that we're talking about now. And so this, in my opinion, 2020 changed the, it changed the conversation. It changed the paradigm for the church. And now we have to look at it differently. We have to look at government and government involvement differently. And we need to be, you know, we need to be precise in how we understand authority. And, you know, that, and that's what this has forced us to do. So Grace Bible Church Gainesville, are we going to take the same motto? You're wearing the shirt. The same motto that Grace Church in California has, which is Christ, not Caesar. Is that going to be our motto as we move forward? Yes, but I want to qualify that. You know, where where we're going to obey Christ first and not Caesar. And where Caesar's decrees don't come into conflict with Christ's decrees, we need to obey Caesar. I think that's biblical. What does the church have to do with traffic laws, you know, and try, you know, maybe there's a way that that would potentially happen. I don't foresee it at the moment, but I need to obey the traffic laws. I need to, you know, the church has nothing to do with taxation. I need to obey tax laws. I don't, I don't need to be standing disobedience to those things, but where Caesar conflicts with Christ, I need to obey Christ first and foremost. And I need to be clear as to why, right? I need to be an, I, I need to be a witness as to why. So that's why it's important for me to obey Caesar when I can, right? When I can, when I can obey, when I can obey him, it's important that I obey him. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm, if they arrest me for, let's just say they arrest me for gathering, you know, so we, we, we're told we can't gather, we gather anyway, we get arrested. I should be, I should be the most compliant prisoner in every other way that I can be, I should be known for being compliant because I'm because I, I need to comply where I can comply. But where Christ says that I ought to do this, I need to do it even if it's in confliction or conflicts with with Caesar. And that's what the documentary had James Coates. That happened to him. He was told not to have church. He had church on Sunday. They they said you need to come down, turn yourself in, and he did. He went down on, a, I think it was Monday morning or Tuesday morning, turned himself in, and he was in jail for, I think, four weeks. Absolutely. I mean, he. I think he did the right thing. Yeah. I think, he. you know, when he was told to submit, he, he submitted to that, and, you know, he did what they wanted in that sense because they had the authority to do it. Did they do it for the right reasons? No, but he. But at that point, then he has to, you know, whatever the Constitution of, the, of Canada at that point, whatever their governing principles are he has every right to pursue that he has every right you know paul paul invoked you know that he's a roman citizen and so at that point you know james coates has the ability and the and the right to invoke his rights as a canadian citizen if i'm arrested 
you know, for gathering in, in the United States, I have constitutional rights that I have every, I have every right to invoke my constitutional rights. So once I'm arrested, you know, I have the right to be represented. I have a right to do the things that, that the constitution says that I should do. I have a, I have a right to a speedy trial. I have, I have a right to be judged in the, in the way the constitution says that I ought to be judged. And so now I, I need to submit I need to submit to to the government again. Where I can submit to the government, I I need to. It's not a slavish submission. It's no, 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 no. It's not a it's not a situation where I'm saying, oh well, you know, the government says this. There needs to be precision. I, I go back to that word precision, doctrinal precision. I understand specifically where I'm resisting, and I need to do that in a way that's God honoring. I'm not doing it in order to be to just be a lawbreaker. It's interesting because I, I did a lot of ministry in jail when I was in seminary. You know, in the jail, we had to submit to the authority of the sheriff's department. You know, they had they had certain things that we could and couldn't do, right? I mean, I yes, I came into the jail preaching the gospel under the authority of Christ, but I had to recognize that in that, I was under the authority of, of the jail system. And so had they told me, you can't preach, had they told me I have to preach a certain message, while I'm in jail, I would have resisted that, right? If they tell me I can't preach a certain message, then that's a problem. You know, then, then I need to resist their authority. Okay. Well, you never were arrested, right? No, no. And I was never kicked out. Okay. I, I tried to, I tried to be precise in my understanding of what they were allowing me to do. And I tried to follow the rules, you know, to the letter. It goes back to even the church. As long as I'm obeying Christ, I need to obey Caesar where I can, where I can. So, and I think what we saw in the documentary is that God takes care of of His church. I mean, we had these two TMS guys, guys like you and me. We're both TMS guys, James Coates and Tim Stevens. God took care of them. I mean, they disobeyed the government, but He took care of them. Uh, government just can't tell the church what to do. It, it's not their lane. It, this is why the church is essential. This is why we will meet. Sure. We have to recognize Christ is given. He says all authority has been, Matthew 28, all authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. And then he says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, discipling them. You know, that we, we're, we're mandated to, to make disciples. We're mandated to teach those disciples. We're, we're mandated to, uh, so therefore we're mandated to, to share the gospel, to preach the truth, to teach the truth. Anywhere the government impugns upon that, we need to resist the government because that is the because we have a mandate. The government has been mandated for our protection, you know, and so so that you know we don't have any right to impugn that, right? That that's their authority. That's their responsibility. We don't have any right to do that unless they make decisions that that are against the church and the church's authority. And at that point, we are to resist. And, and again, it, it comes down to resisting in the right way and for the right reasons. At the end of the day, as an example, you know, I go back to abortion, that the government, the government is to be the physical protector. And in that situation, they're not protecting the unborn. But at the same time, that then falls to the church for us to, to point that out and say, you're not protecting the unborn. You're not doing your job. You're 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 not doing what God has told you to do. And and so as a matter of fact, you're you're taking the sword against the innocent. 
and and therefore we become because the ter- because the government's not doing what they need to do, we become the protector of the of the unborn. We become we have to take that we have to take that role because the government's not doing what they need to do. So I I don't know. I mean, I think that if it were all working correctly in terms of if we lived in a in a world that wasn't fallen and the the government was acting the way they ought to act and the church is acting the way it ought to act, I think you could probably say, yeah, the 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 government is the physical protector and the and the church is the spiritual protector. But at the some at some point you have to at that interface if if one if the if the government's not doing what they ought to do, then we have to step in and, and take that role. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And who is the head of the church? Is it Christ or is it are we talking about Caesar? It's Christ. And I think that's where again we should, you know, in terms of model Christ, not Caesar, I think that makes sense for the church because I have to obey Christ. I have to obey Christ first. And Christ says, I have to obey Caesar in certain ways. I mean, he, he's saying, I need to submit to Caesar, but that ultimately is submitting to Christ. It goes back to even, I was listening to the Shiny Happy People podcast and, and my explanation of, of, you know, men and women and, my, you know, husbands and wives, you know, women are to submit to their husbands as to the Lord. And, and that doesn't mean that he becomes their Lord. What that m- means is, and what Paul's trying to say is, is that, that they need to, when they submit to their husbands, they need to, it's as if they're submitting to Christ in the sense of when Christ, it, it, when they're having them and when they're acting in accordance to what Christ would say. And so when they step out of that, when they step you know, out of that lane, when a husband steps out of that lane, she has every, she should resist that. I mean, she should resist those things. She shouldn't be submitting to a husband who's ungodly. That is a really good analogy, isn't it? That's almost it in a little nutshell. So it's just like with the government, it can't tell the church what to do because Christ is the head of the church and and we serve his will. And just like a wife would do the same thing with her husband, right? If her husband is not is is not serving Christ. She has a right not to serve her husband in that way. She is to serve Christ. It makes it easy for me to understand. Sure. Which I need easy. I mean, ultimately, I'm I'm ultimately my I'm submitting to Christ, and Christ is telling me, you know, biblically, Christ is saying you need to submit to Caesar in certain ways. You know, and so that's the same thing with the wife. The wife ultimately is submitting to Christ. And and but Christ is saying in certain in certain ways when the husband's rule lines up with me, you need to submit to him. I mean that's the he he's the authority. Mm. So I think that if when it's working that way, I think that that's that's the best way for for human flourishing, whether it's with the government or whether it's in marriage. Yeah, that's a good nugget. I'm glad you said that. That's good. So as we wrap this up, uh, a couple of takeaways. For Grace Bible Church Gainesville and other churches from the movie The Essential Church is when something like what happened during COVID, that the state or the government, like you talked about, they leave their lane. If the state tries to interfere with church activities, how do we decide what battles to fight? So when do we go to war? When do we battle? Well, the answer seems to be from our discussion here and watching The Essential Church is when it comes to the gospel and the word of God and the church, we fight all battles. <laughs> we fight all battles. So in other words, we, we stick to the truth. 
And as pastors, that keeps us where we belong, because as pastors, we can't manipulate anything, (laughs) but we can remain faithful. Absolutely. And if we remain faithful, that means the outcome, again, has nothing to do with us. Yes. And, and that means we, we ride that faithfulness to the outcome that, that God has designed. And we saw that in the movie, The Essential Church, in the case of Tim Stevens. I mean, Tim Stevens spent 21 days in jail. We saw it in the case of James Coates. I mean, he spent 35 days in jail. And we also saw it with John MacArthur. I mean, he didn't spend any days in jail, but it was all in God's hands. And it's all for our good and for his glory. We just always have to remember that. And it's doing what's right and and just believing the Lord. And we let the circumstances and the outcome be determined by the providence of the purpose of God. The essential church, this is what we saw. Yes. The church doesn't have that fortitude like it used to. Like like Paul said in 1 Corinthians, he said, act like men. We, we don't see that anymore. But when we looked at the church history from the movie The Essential Church, they showed us a lot of the history. They showed us people standing up, and a lot of them were women who were standing up to the, to the government, to the state. And so the film should really help strengthen Christians as we see the hand of God going forward into the future. This is what The Essential Church should do for us. Absolutely. The Essential Church should really, it should really help strengthen Christians as we see the hand of God as we go forward into the future. Well, that's a good way to end this one. Let's end it. Uh, hopefully this made it more clear. Go see The Essential Church if you can. I looked and it's the 25th top movie this week. Oh, really? Of, it's made $400,000, so it's, it's, it's has it, has doing... It paid, has it paid for itself? I would think so. Yeah. Maybe? I hope so. I but hope it's it, well done and... Whoever it, made that investment has at least been yeah. able to recoup their investment. Yeah, it was MacArthur's idea... I don't know to make the movie, but he just said, you need to be recording this. What's going on? Because this is history. Yeah, I've wondered about that. I I have not, by way of confession, I have actually not watched the movie. Oh, no. Well, I was gone with my daughter's wedding, and I just didn't have the chance. No, I don't. And so I'm thankful for what, you know, for for what I've heard of the movie. I do plan on watching it at some point um, when I get the opportunity, as soon as I get the opportunity but I, that actually has been one of my questions in my mind is why did they did they actually record the those confrontations and you know within the elders and you know and and why did they record them yeah macarthur i think he was the one that when it was going on just said somebody should be recording this because we will look back on this as an historic event in the church in our in grace church you know he said somebody needs to be get this yeah down and and they they went back and found that old cassette tape of him in 1975 where the director asked John MacArthur when did you come to the decision that you were okay with suing the government and then he responds with how far back do you want to go <laughs> we would do everything we can to stay open and yeah it's like woo even back then yeah it, it, it's it, it's it's a two-hour movie but it's it's well done it goes by fast and it's a lot of good information and history and Wow, I, I I do look forward to seeing it. Yeah, we'll get some popcorn. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right, all right. That's the essential church. Go see it. The essential church. So, is the church essential? Yes, the church is essential, and Christ takes care of His church. You've been listening to Fresh Bread. 
podcast ministry of Grace Bible Church Gainesville. For more information, go to gracegainesville.org. And thanks for listening. Thank you.